between the life we see and the world we dream, there are stories when they are told. Nightmares become imagination. So please. <laughs> Thomas, you aren't. Hello to the guild. I hope everyone is ready for their hearts to bleed. Welcome to the Dim Light Anxiety Podcast. I'm your host, Giggles, and I have a very special extra story for you today, full of laughter. (laughs) It is always more fun to watch scary movies on Valentine's Day, so why not also listen to an extra bloody spooky tale where the giggles jingle like bells? If you have a significant other, now is the time to cuddle up with them. If not, a comfy blanket is also good. (laughs) I have my cats next to me through this recording because I don't think I could do it alone. (laughs) Speaking of which, thank you all for joining me as well. I know I'm not the best storyteller out there. I mean, Samuel L. Jackson is still alive. (laughs) But... What I mean is there's always someone doing something better or more creative. After reading these stories, you guys are all so talented, and I'm so glad you continue to support the podcast. (laughs) Nightmares are a terrible thing to waste, and I am lucky I get to use yours. I have a pretty high-stress everyday job, so without a creative outlet like writing and performing terror tales... I might go crazier than I already am. (laughs) I'm sure that a lot of you can relate. Hopefully, this podcast helps you as well. After listening, if you would like to try your hand at creating an alternate reality, email your stories to dimlightanxiety at gmail.com. I am excited that today's Extra scariness is one I, your host Giggles, <laughs> wrote. Evil Dead might have been a bit of an inspiration when writing the goriness of this story. So be prepared to, um, eat your heart out. <laughs> Submitted for the approval to the guild with dim light anxiety, I call this story. The bloody valentine of love and laughter. (laughs) The light shined through the window so brightly the curtains were insignificant. Her sleep-filled eyes struggled to open. Kelly's back ached from sleeping on the couch. Again, she couldn't stand the idea of sleeping next to her hairy, sweaty husband after touching her secretary's young, muscular, tan body all afternoon. Her husband wouldn't even notice anyway. Sleeping downstairs had become a regular thing. Between the aggressive workout her assistant puts her through and the stiffness of this couch, everything ached on her body. Kelly and her husband Ryan long ago became more like roommates than romantic partners. She thinks he started sleeping with someone else about a year ago, but couldn't imagine who would choose whom. 
probably that fat neighbor. What's her name? I mean, who really cares? She finally manages to squint her eyes open, the light so brightly shining through the curtains that she couldn't see anything. The door blew open, slamming against the wall, but it didn't ricochet off the wall. Something was holding it open. Then she saw them. Tiny shadows swarmed into the house. They couldn't be taller than than toddlers. The bells, so many, jingling like the buzzing of bees as they reached her feet. She kicked out, attempting to keep them at bay, but it didn't take long for those little hands to pin down all of her limbs. Each of those tiny fingers ended in a sharp point, so vicious they made micro slices every time she moved like little paper cuts. The more she squirmed to break free, the deeper the cut. She opened her mouth to scream, but before a sound could form, the shadow that acted like the lead intruder took his long, slender finger and ran it across the crease of her lips, leaving her with a permanent smile. As soon as his finger left her face, the mob erupted in laughter, the sound mixed with the ringing and the bells on their clothes filling the room with joy. Only one person mistook that joy for pure terror, and she was pinned to the couch. He then quickly thrusted his nail on one hand through her tongue and pulled it uncomfortably far out of her mouth. He took his other hand and used it like a cleaver to detach her tongue from her mouth. Thick, metallic liquid flooded out of her lips, the once thought-of scream dissolving into mere gurgles. She was finally able to catch a glimpse of one of their faces. They wore green hats that came to a point with bells attached to the end. Their green jackets matched the hats in both color and style, with bells also dangling from the points on their collars. Why were there Christmas elves this time of year? Sure, it it was still winter, but Christmas was almost two months ago. She was confused and terrified, the little cuts stinging all over her body and the persistent hum but that wasn't the only hum of fear occupying her consciousness. The laughter that started when they sliced her mouth became rhythmic and in sync. The noises melded and lured her into a sort of trance until the lead elf gave a small nod to the elves holding her feet. And just like that, the laughing stopped. Everything stopped, except for the quiet, gurgling sobs coming from the pinned-down Kelly. She wanted to be quiet. Something in the back of her mind said she had to be. Maybe they would no longer see her. But she couldn't stop the sobs. Tears streaked down. The blood splattered across her face. In less time than it took for her heart to skip a beat, they all clamped down on her legs. Their teeth clenched the chunk of leg closest to each elf. One of them pulled back, a string of skin stretching from her shin as he moved his head backwards. 
finally releasing and snapping back onto her bone, now fully exposed. She watched as they completely devour the meat of her toes, then feet, moving their waist swiftly up her legs. Blood, blood splash all over their faces and clothes, the bright green turning into a reddish brown and clinging to their tiny frames. But the bell still continued to ring, jingling as their heads bobbed up and down, feasting on her skin, drinking her blood. Before they reached her knees, however, they stopped suddenly and stared at her, the light still blinding behind them. But now their eyes were growing a bright red, except they weren't staring at her. They were looking right behind her. She tried to look up, but the tiny hands grabbed her face, leaving their tiny cuts all over her cheeks. Then she heard the only words they ever spoke. The lead elf leaned down by her ear and whispered, Release the lies. This voice was way too high and this statement pierced through her ears. He then took his knife-like finger and dug into her front tooth gum socket, scraping and cutting until her jaw released the buried bone treasure. He proceeded to repeat this process with each tooth. His face was now fully painted in her blood. He licked his lips and positioned her sliced mouth out of its grimace and into a large, wide, toothless smile. The laughter rang through the room again, starting naturally and organically. The sound quickly fell into a rhythm that grew faster and faster threatening to make her eardrums burst. The lead elf, with his bloodless lips and white smile, threw his head backwards. In a swift motion, his mouth opened as wide as he could and came crashing down on her throat. He clamped down and chewed until his face reached the other side. The room was silent. He pulled his small face out of the gushing hole, and it made a horrible sucking noise. He stood triumphantly, and his laugh echoed alone in the room as every elf near her body collected a tooth and walked back out the door. The remaining elves took her now severed body, leaving the head smiling on the coffee table. The room painted in the bright red color of the season. The little shadows disappeared almost as quickly as they appeared, leaving the torturer tortured. They do this ritual every year with the hope of breaking the cycle. If hurt people hurt people, may this act 
cause less to need this treatment. Now everyone can live with smiles. The light extinguished with the final elf stepping outside of the doors. The curtains once again provided protection from the regular light. And the elves felt good, knowing more children had the chance of making it on the nice list. The naughty list has gotten quite long. Ryan woke up to what he thought was laughter. They didn't have any children, so this was odd. Kelly had started retracting from his touch over ten years ago now. He had stopped trying to reach out after the first year. Therefore, he couldn't imagine trying to bring up attempting children. What is that crazy whore up to now? Does she know what time it is? Ryan mumbled as he threw on his robe and slippers. The sleep still crusted to the corner of his eyes. It only took him reaching the top steps to see the blood splashed across the wall. He listened carefully as he heard the scruffles of jingle bells exiting the front door. He ran back to the room to grab the gun he kept locked up in his bedside table. Once loaded, he held it close to his chest and slowly made his way down the stairs. The light in the living room had gone out, and he could no longer hear the bells. He reached three steps from the bottom when the step creaked. He jumped onto the landing like something was chasing him, then ra fired randomly into the living room out of excitement. The bullet rushed through the room, colliding with the forehead of his wife's posed head. The blood was everywhere. He could feel it clinging and soaking into his slippers. It was pooling on top of the carpet, reflecting the light from the clock on the DVD player. He could barely make out a face and took three more shots before he flipped the light on. Three bullets were lodged into the couch, but the first one hit perfectly. All she did was smile at him with that toothless grin. He opened his mouth to scream, but only rhythmic laughter came out. Jenny, from down the street, peeked her head out of his bedroom door, wondering what was making him laugh so hard. Oh man, that was gross, but so good. When the skin pulled away from the shin, oh yuck. <laughs> However, I thought the different take on a Christmas murderer was intriguing. Also with the teeth that, that involves um, the tooth fairy maybe, I don't know, it was so good. Well, you heard it too, what did you think? Was it scary enough or better question? Can you do better? Can you scare the laughter out of me? 
<laughs> that question hits a little differently after this episode. <laughs> now for the details. If you want to be a more active part of the guild, check out the website. Everything is there, and I do mean everything that involves the guild with dim light anxiety. And if it's not, shoot me an email or contact me through social media, which, guess what? All that information is also up on the website. <laughs> what is the website, you ask? Oh, that's simple. It's just the name of the podcast with a dot com at the end. That's dimlightanxiety.com, which you can also find in the description of this episode. You guys, you rock so much for listening at all. Please also don't forget to give today's episode a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, Google, or any podcast listening platform you subscribe to. Let's get this creativity out there so more can walk away laughing scared. Finally, let's give one more shout out to today's author. <laughs> oh, wait, that's right. That was me. <laughs> anyway, moving on to the ending. Here is the ending to the story that kept us on the edge of our seat and next to the trash can. <laughs> Enjoy, if you dare. Ryan. What's going on? You're kind of scaring me. Jenny yelled down the stairs. Ryan only laughed harder between gasps and finally made out. Bitch! <laughs> we'll never <laughs> slide through her teeth again! <laughs> He roared with giggles as Jenny backed into the bedroom and grabbed her phone, moving to send the 911 call. A bright light abruptly flooded through the bedroom window, causing her suddenly to turn and drop her phone. Ryan heard Jenny scream suddenly, cut off, and feared the worst. He saw the bedroom aglow and scampered up the carpeted stairs. Throwing open the door, he was greeted with giggles and jingles. I declare this meeting of the Guild with Dim Light Anxiety closed. Hopefully, you don't hear jingles tonight. Until next week, creep it real. <laughs> this podcast does not condone any physical harm on yourself or others. These are fictional stories intended only for entertainment. <laughs> <laughs>